podcast, 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 do do do. Hey, God, so many things have happened. Apparently, Big Bang Theory ended. I, as so the internet tells me. Um, but if it didn't make a sound, did it? Did the laugh track ever air? And then Game of Thrones ended. And I mean, obviously, we, some some Avengers died yep. as well. So I mean, I feel like this is a really, this is a dark time. How do you feel about Game of Thrones? I think that George R. R. Martin will write almost the exact same ending, but he'll take sixteen times as long getting there, and mm-hmm. it'll feel much more justified and logical. Whereas the last two seasons being on fast forward have felt really jarring and like sloppy. Um, I think, I think there's a case to be made for how everything played out. Like I can go back to the pilot, watch the finale and be like, Oh, okay. I can see how we got here. Um, Mm -hmm. I am mostly just sad that the show's over. Honestly, like I'm not pissed that, anyone died i'm not upset that the person i wanted didn't get the throne or whatever i i said from the beginning the throne's got to be destroyed that's the only way this ends um and you did call that call that add it to my dan i think i could have rewritten Mm -hmm. that that final council scene though and made it so much funnier <laughs> i really felt like we could have upped it i would could we get samuel tarley to do a pratfall in his robes i would love that <laughs> well it's like Tyrion's never gonna get to tell that goddamn joke which is still not funny it's still because I, I get that it's like they're like we're just it's a throw it's a throwback remember what he wanted to tell that joke and never got to tell that joke and now it's like uh, no, but I really wanted Bran to just sort of take him aside and be like, dude, you, you literally could have chosen anything that started with a B. I get that you were in a, a dehydrated state, but like, really, why are we, why are we keeping this? Why is, why is Bran the broken? Like, I don't call you like Tyrion the imp whenever I come in and you're kind of like, I'm kind of sensitive to this. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that there could have been a whole, uh, let's just delete all of that. I think that there could have been a really great talk between Bran and Tyrion about a, a piece, a better PC title. Cause I feel like, I, though Bran doesn't seem to care a whole lot about anything. I feel like eventually that might get really obnoxious. And I also really thought when he was like, oh, I'm going to go see if I can find Drogon. And then he, I really was hoping he just wore out during that meeting. <laughs> and they're all just like, so do we keep talking? Or like, does he do this a lot? Don't mind me. <sighs> just stares at the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Is he mastering? I don't, I don't know. Is he, does it even work? He's, he's supposed to be the broken. <laughs> Mm. I like to think that he had uh, somebody make him a pathway down to the basement and he came down and found Jamie and Cersei and just stares at their corpses. <laughs> who's laughing now? It's a great deleted mm, scene. Who's broken now? <laughs> <laughs> the things we do <laughs> for love. <laughs> the things we do for love. <laughs>
No, I'm currently listening to the first book. Um, ah, yes. Very, very That guy good. had, uh, the audiobook guy had quite the undertaking. Right? Over 200 characters in the first book alone. And I didn't realize until recently that he had a little cameo walk-on role in season two. He's the maester who shows uh, Tyrion all the dragon's fire they've been hoarding under the city. I didn't know that. That's wonderful. I love those little inside things. I've also noticed that I've been, when I'm talking to people and I kind of go and do a bunch of inside jokes that from like listening to your guys' podcast, I'm like, ah, it's a little inside baseball. And I was just like, that also is kind of inside baseball. <laughs> I need to stop only listening to Dan. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a good primary source of entertainment. It's like if you only watch CNBC or Fox News, you're not getting the whole story. True. You know, I won't tell you which one of those two I am. I'm the Onion. But uh, well, yeah. Are, are you excited for the new the new trilogy of Star Wars movies now? Having seen what they've done with Game of Thrones. Well, I think that uh, they'll be they they must they must be excited because they were sure in a hurry to get out of this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we'll see. I mean, if they're doing the Old Republic, I'm I'm their opening day, period. Um, mm-hmm. But oh, God, I want an Old Republic tr- trilogy. You know who I want to see real who? bad. Thrawn. Yeah, live action Thrawn would be stellar. Live action Thrawn. Well, like for a bit, I guess Krennic. They thought might it might have been like a changed Thrawn, mm-hmm. like when there were just photos but no information about yeah. Rogue One. And now that I've read Thrawn and most of Thrawn alliances, Ooh. I, uh, I, I'm I'm into it. I like Thrawn. He's a fascinating character and also him and Anakin well Darth Vader like their their dynamic is fantastic so much fun the very first Star Wars book I ever read was Heir to the Empire my sister got it for me for my 12th or 13th birthday and that was the first old canon post Return of the Jedi story and mm-hmm. th- it was the introduction of Thrawn. Same author as the books you're uh, referring to, the new the new ones. Timothy's on. Um, yeah. And Thrawn blew my mind. I I love, I love Thrawn. Oh, so good, so good. The first book I, the first Star Wars book I ever read was Bloodlines. Yeah. And I just I read. Uh, I think the next one I read was like General. What was it? Oh no, it was a. Uh, uh, who was the emperor's? Um, who was his Sith Lord? Oh, uh, Darth Plagueis. Yeah, Darth Plagueis. The Darth Plagueis mm. book was my second book. I was very confused at first, <laughs> but you know, en- enough talking about Star Wars. That's not why we're here, right? Right? Because if it is, I have thoughts. <laughs> Uh, no, that's not why we're here. Although, did you and I ever talk about the Rise of Skywalker trailer? No, I don't think we ever huh. did. Yeah, that says a lot. I'm excited. We we clearly have not talked as much as as Guys, usual. Been, the we've last been like going month. through it. All right. 
We've been going through some stuff. We each had our own path to walk, our own journey to be on, our own career foibles and and Jedi quests, crises, and um. You think we're gonna die at sixty and what forty nine? I mean, I have very low testosterone. I could go any day. I feel like you say that, but I don't think you've ever actually done the study. I don't think I've had my testosterone tested. Because <laughs> you don't, you don't behave like the, uh, like when you announce that information, you don't behave like a man who's gotten who's that gotten information. Because <laughs> you're like, I have low testosterone. <laughs> it's, it's a punchline. Yeah, yeah. like uh, you. I mean, uh, it just kind of confirms what I already knew. I'm basically shooting blanks. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't have well, a full time job right now, but I do have the money for fertility testing. So figure that one out, Internet. <laughs> well, it's healthcare in this day and age. It's it's all about it you, is. isn't it? Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I've learned. I mean nothing. No, you uh, <laughs> you are a second class. I don't think we're allowed to call you citizens anymore. I'm pretty sure, baby, no. baby. Device is that what we're calling them? Baby, baby farm. Inc- uh, human mm. incubator. Yes, I believe was the term that was given Biological... to me. By Darth <laughs> Cruz. Darth Cruz. <laughs> Our Sith overlord of Texas. <laughs> oh, Darth Cruz! What a. Mm. Um. Well, you know, I'm sure that Texas will get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> There's no hope. Uh, <laughs> uh. Yeah, that's actually the that's the, that's the Texas Star Wars trilogy's uh, first first movie. <laughs> no, hope. no hope, a no hope. <laughs> the Empire, because of course it's grammatically incorrect too, because no Texas. Hope. And then the Empire um, continues to win, and then Jedi who? <laughs> <laughs> I like it, I like it. Um, I also like that I watched Arthur today, so I could could see what Alabama banned. How am I supposed to explain this to my pregnant 12-year-old? <laughs> I just, like, I know, like, one one person, a one person that lives in Alabama, and I just want them to explain why to me. Yeah. But it's like when people ask me to explain things about Texas, and I'm like, I don't know. Don't make, don't make me... Guys, I lived in Seattle. Don't I have at least, like, a little street like, cred? Um... That's when people in uh, Montana try to make me explain silly New York City laws. And I'm like, well, first off, you don't live around 8 million people. You live around 8. So it's going to be a little different. And secondly, I'm... No, 10. The cow just had a baby. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know what people are. uh, You know, nobody should be on trial for where they're from. You know. No. No. Or where yeah, they live. But you should also, you know, get out and vote and, uh, you know, try to try to be involved, guys. Yeah, guys, please vote. I've noticed I'm getting meaner and meaner to people when they're like, yeah, no, I didn't vote. It's like, so, um, can't. I can't, I can't hear that anymore. <laughs> also, dude, have you seen Twitter and Grace Randolph w- uh, regarding Brightburn? Yeah. I had no interest in it, and now I'm like fascinated about what the fuck happens I'm in that movie. It's, it's gonna be very, very graphic violence perpetrated by a ten-year-old. 
Yeah, no, that would make sense. I mean, not a 10-year-old, because isn't it uh, Asa Butterfield or whatever it's the hell? It's not Asa. I don't is? think it's Asa Butterfield. It's somebody, but... Uh, it's not? It's... Am I just, like... No, Elizabeth Banks actually... is the biggest star in that. Oh, yeah, you're right. It just looks kind of like him, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, but the kid's not supposed to be very... No, it's oh. not. It's Jackson... It's uh, Roy from The Office. Oh, well, he better die. Mostly just because, you know, he... What if a child from another world crash-landed on Earth, but instead of becoming the hero to mankind, he proved to be something far more sinister? Yeah, so she, like, really didn't like it. And she said, like, safety-wise, she didn't want to explain why. Safety? She says, it's kind of... uh, Honestly, it's kind of a matter of safety. You should look at the Twitter thread. It is fascinating stuff. I want them to make a movie involving that Twitter thread. Oh, I just, the last I saw, she just said she wasn't going to review it. Well, yeah. And like, if you look at all Mm. the stuff, she sort of goes into why. Yeah, it's a lot. I have, I, we have gone, we have gone way off track, but I, I just haven't talked to you in a while. Guys, this is actually pretty much a stream of consciousness of what me and Dan's normal conversations are. You're welcome. Yep. This is something you probably never needed, but desperately wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've been going through some stuff. I apparently am on Twitter more than usual because of it. Uh, and uh, we're doing vast amounts of genetic testing to find out what's wrong with us. And rethinking and tooling our plans because you and I we we like to make the plans we're big planners and so when we don't have them we struggle <laughs> but you know what's worse than not having a plan having what? a plan and then having it all go horribly awry oh yeah don't I know it thanks for reminding that's me the Dan wor- that's the worst of it is like I am not by nature a planner I'm a big idea person, but as far as like making a step-by-step, this is how you're going to accomplish this thing plan. You're a macro planner, not a micro planner. So when I do micro plan, often it works out okay, but um, it's, uh, yeah, it's disheartening and shitty when uh, I actually do plan something and plan it very thoroughly and it doesn't... uh, doesn't work out like it's supposed to i feel you i mean to be fair like you have like a master's degree in bullshit and so if you can't get your way out of here i don't know how there's hope for the rest of us i mean the walls aren't closing in yet but i could swear they're a little closer i mean it's (laughs) it's not like the uh, trash compactor on the Death Star quite no, yet? although the little eyeball thing did okay. just pop up and look at me. Uh, Go away, yeah. Meg. It's, uh, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think I found it very difficult to um, A, carve out time, but just to, I, you know, I uh, until the other day, I hadn't written at all this month. Um, yeah, same. And same. Yeah. Thank, thank goodness for this podcast. Yeah, right? Putting it to its intended use, and I think um, misery chokes my creative spirit. Yeah. Pain. Yeah. But crippling depression seems to make me sore. <laughs> um, 
no. It's hard. And it, it's hard in these transitions when actually writing could be really helpful and a really great uh, source of of processing if you just feel, like, stagnant in yeah. it. Or, God forbid, the way out. Maybe this is the time you write something that's, yeah. like, the thing, you know? Yeah, I had this moment where I'm like, I guess I should probably utilize this time to write the great American novel. <sighs> but, like bed I have been really good at predicting plots of things before I watch them like I started Dead to Me today on Netflix mm, mm-hmm. I predicted that sh- the, 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 the twist at the end of the first episode like immediately uh, Courtney and I watched the whole thing this weekend I enjoyed it, it was fun but that's sort of we've we've had like one conversation regarding our it's interesting how our lives the big things they don't necessarily completely mirror each other but around the same time for us something big happens mm-hmm. around like in the general thing it's been really an interesting thing about our friendship is we have sort of processed these things together and and we sort of we've manifested things out of those transitions too, which is amazing. And so now like those times we need to grasp onto that and utilize this, this partnership. Well, and more than just the coincidence or the happenstance that, uh, you're going through something, I'm going through something, which does happen with shocking regularity. I swear we've both been eating too many Luna bars because we're on the same cycle. Um, <laughs> I, I could tell you looked down so you wouldn't laugh because you knew it was good. <laughs> but <laughs> I swear we are, we're synced up. <laughs> um <laughs> Dan, you you're you basically have ovaries. Oh, one hundred percent. When I see it, when you send me pictures of your adorable child, that's what I say to my wife. I go, oh, my ovaries. <laughs> <laughs> they hurt. Now that she knows your name mm-hmm. too, it's just like there's oh. no your wife. I, I'm really glad Courtney finally <laughs> found out your name. I know we've been going through this whole because it was like awkward how like at this point she, it was clear she was uncomfortable asking, right. and so she'd be like, "Hey, honey," and like, and then she'd like start saying names, but like when it was clear you weren't responding, you have like all these weird nicknames now because of it. Bilbo. I've got more names than a king of the seven kingdoms. Like it just goes on and on. It's like honey, mover of furniture, uh, prepper of vegetables, walker of dogs. Steamer of beans. (laughs) Snuggler of my feet. Um, No, I mean the, the, her learning my name, um, Eventually, you know, I always thought if I was going to have my life mirror the plot of an Adam Sandler movie, that it would be punch drunk love, not 50 first dates. But you know what? We do the best we can with the cards we're dealt. And I know when to hold them, when to fold them, when to walk away. And I have started running. That's a positive thing that's happened. There you go. <laughs> I've. St- Did I ever tell you how Click, the, uh, speaking of Adam Sandler movies, made me cry? <laughs> I've never like, seen it, so. What is wrong with me as a person? <laughs> like, it's still, if I see, the, there's like the last 15 minutes, I just start crying. I don't know why. 
Yeah, that, that seems like a good response. <laughs> Just walk away. <laughs> That's... Um, no, so, yeah, I, I mean, that is good. Let's, let's name the good things in our lives that have happened. I have bathed all my cats this week. Do you want to start with something less depressing? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, oh, I finished three books this week. Wow. Not, I didn't write oh them. That'd be far more impressive. I, so I, I took a lot of Adderall. And uh, then I came out with these books. They're mainly gobbledygook, but uh, I, I think I might have written a sequel to Labyrinth. Wow, it's 80s Stephen King. How are you? <laughs> oh, man, that It too trailer. Speaking of Stephen King, I've never been so terrified watching a trailer. Oh, I know. I just kept waiting for Jessica Chastain to fuck it up. Um, <laughs> oh no, yeah. she's in the movie. She's in the movie. Um, what else? What else good has happened recently? What's been a good thing? Um, you know, I feel like that rendezvous into a different lifestyle has made me a sharper dresser. Mm. You can't tell right now because I'm in my pajamas. But I'm doing a lot of the button up and shorts and like nice flats and stuff. Like I'm, I'm tr- it's like Italian Riviera Ooh. chic. Um, yeah, so I mean, I feel like I'm putting a little more effort into that and it makes me feel good. Uh, it's not every day. I mean, I still haven't like started putting on makeup because like I'm not that far gone. <laughs> uh, not saying there's anything wrong with makeup, but. I just don't. Um, Isn't it amazing that we live in an age where you can't shit on anything without immediately following it up with, not like there's anything wrong with that. Fuck you, well, Seinfeld. <laughs> I, ju- <laughs> I just watched, uh, I think it's called Bringing Down the House or Bring Down the House. The the It's about the the elections. Knock down and the it's, house. It, it, not, knock down the house things. And it follows uh, AOC a lot, but the beginning is like, two minutes of her putting on makeup and she sort of explains like like just being a woman you have to put like more thought into things than men and it's just sort of this ridiculous idea and but i mean like there is irony she's self-aware but she's still doing it and like that's just that's it it's it's fascinating to me but yeah so i think that's a that's a positive thing i think i am encouraged to write more and create more and i'm the more i'm reading actually i'm the more i feel like i'm developing like real concrete ideas of things I want to do rather than oh yeah and I talked to you a little bit about that where I'm like I'm done with us doing these once a year goals like that I feel like we can just like shoot for the moon then cue your Jimmy Stewart impression and uh right to the moon and uh and and, you know then ultimately we don't do it so I want us to be a little bit more micro with these things and maybe even dare I say it every three months talk about like concrete goals and I even called you yesterday and I'm like I I, I literally called you when I had a second to talk and I'm like this is my accountability uh, call I'm writing something for this tomorrow like I'm not getting away with it but I mean like it's sort of those things sometimes you just have to do it and I think I'm also at a point probably the the biggest like reality for me as a full-fledged person with all of this is I want when I approach things not to be a 
like living, just doing everything I can just to to survive. I want to thrive. And I, I say this, but like you go, so easily will go into what's convenient in those moments of like need or panic. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't, I, I love to work, but I can't have that be my life. Well, you don't want to operate out of a place of fear. And that's, yeah. I think that's the, the biggest hard, the hardest thing I think a lot of people have. There's some people who are just born fearless and I only mildly resent them. Um, Oh, I big time resent them. You're a much better person than me. I think we all have situations where we can be fearless and certain areas of life where it's like, oh yeah, that doesn't bother me at all. I can do whatever. But I think operating from a place of fear and scarcity is like the most common basic Mm. reptilian part of our brain of like, there's never going to be enough work. There's never going to be enough ideas. There's not going to be enough opportunity. There's not enough money. There's not enough happiness. There's not enough success. There's not enough booze. There's not enough anything. Um, if this person's succeeding, I can't succeed because that's where, where I was going to succeed. Cause obviously we're walking the same path. I say that like it's obvious, but I, I struggle no, with that. I, you know, there's a TV show that is premiered and is on the air. And I wrote a, pilot that was similar and shot footage for it uh three years ago (laughs) interesting i'm curious yeah so that hurt and then i didn't do anything with the footage because i thought it wasn't good enough and was embarrassed um yeah we shot that in uh notel and our car Oh, that's what you were doing towards the end of your time Mm -hmm. in new york it was called homestead (laughs) Yep. Mm. Anyways, uh, you know, uh, I think it's really easy. Like I was lying awake the other night, staring up at my air conditioner thinking that's money I don't need to be spending. It was on cause we'd had a crazy hot storm out of nowhere. So it was just like a hot night. Mm-hmm. So we ran the one air conditioner in our room. I mean, we have a very nice unit. We've got air conditioners all over. Um, but just having that on overnight, I was like, I, that's money I I shouldn't be spending. I don't need to be doing that. Let's just sleep naked. It's fine. And that was like a normal thought in my head and I'm not destitute. I'm not, you know, going to get kicked out tomorrow or anything. Yeah. I'm living on my savings, but it's. It's hard when you had a very specific idea of something that was supposed to happen on a very specific timeline and that timeline's all fucked up to give yourself space and grace to do the things that you can do right now and the things that you want to do. But I have to give credit where credit is due. My sister recently gave me some very good advice, which was you have to pay yourself more than whatever job you're doing to make actual income and more than wherever the rent's getting paid and all that, you got to pay yourself too. And what she meant by that was, great, I'm doing my job, which is paying my rent, but then I'm also going to the gym because I owe that to myself and I have to pay myself. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to read this much. I'm going to go to class um, I'm going to go to this many auditions or whatever, whatever your passion is, whatever your thing is working out a payment <clears throat> plan with yourself. Like, how am I going to get paid by me 
in services demanded, not just not just things that I think would be nice or things that I want to do. Um, and I think that demanding that of yourself is one of the few things we have control over. I get myself ice cream. That's how I pay myself. What else has been good? What else has been going? Like we both have had um, disappointments. <laughs> What's been good? Yeah. Um, well, actually, it's interesting you talk about like the you got really good advice from your sister because I also got good advice from my sister where she's just like, you know, don't, I definitely, I was start, I've, I've struggled off and on with just feeling very defeated and I called her when I was feeling defeated and, um, she's not necessarily, she's having some really cool interviews with a company she really is excited about and I'm hoping she gets that job because that'd be great for her. But, you know, she's not super stoked about her position. She has a good job, but like, She's not stoked right now, which, you know, she's not inspired to go to work. And I get that. And so I felt like she could sort of empathize with that. And she was just sort of talking to me, though, about like, well, do you don't need to just, you know, immediately have this thing or you failed or this thing and you failed. Like, spend some time just cultivating, like do a little consulting work, do like this, copyright, do this, you know, do smaller things and build up a CV that you're proud of or just start focusing on like, hey, what is it I want to do in three years? Don't necessarily go like a decade in, but like in three years, like where would I like to be sitting, you know, financially and just as far as like, do I want to be in an office? Do I want to work for myself? You know, because there are pros and cons to each thing. And, you know, I was going to work for this company. Does this, what about this company? did I want to work for like that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff so it was a really interesting thing and I feel like at least I decided to give myself month to month right now and so I feel like I have a decent enough plan about what I'm going to be doing for the next month and I think that's okay and you know that doesn't feel like a disappointment but i think also i'm going to use this time really to start you know working more on the creative stuff because there's so much like that secret weapon has potential for and there's so much that we as individual creators have time and potential for and i want to see where that goes because i think sometimes you know when you are doing eight things at once and you're doing that creative project that's supposed to be giving you fire and fuel it becomes a task yeah and you, mm-hmm. I don't want that. I don't want creativity to become a task. Until you're getting paid for it, it shouldn't feel like a job, right? <laughs> yeah, I did make a joke, though, where I was like, the second I said I was a writer, I immediately was like, oh, God, now I need to write, yeah. <laughs> like, more. Because, mm-hmm. like, I was writing all the time. But then the second I, like, said, like, I'm a writer, that was so dumb. <laughs> I had somebody come to me for writing help and advice and... I've done that. I've had that happen a few times. And it was like the minute I helped them, I just lost all the will to write. Like I read yeah. their screenplay and it was good. And we had a really lovely phone call for like an hour and a half about it. And um, and then it was like I'd, I'd written 25 pages of my own screenplay in the last week. And then it just stopped. Just stopped. Just full stop. Um, on the, on, I will, okay, I made you say good things, so I'll say some too. 
because it's yeah, not... Yeah, I was going to say, I, I'm going to make you start I saying know, good things, and I, too. And I can feel myself getting pulled into the, the, the depths. I know. Do you like how we started off, like, laughing, <laughs> joking, plays on words? Star Wars, Game of Thrones, life, yeah. expectations, An overwhelming drive. sense of being French. Um, Decay, ennui, <laughs> French bulldog. I um, have officially fully quit all forms of nicotine. Yay! Oh, I'm so happy for you. I smoked off and on from the time I was 20 to 26. Yeah. Yeah, I smoked off and on for six years. And then um, since then, it's been nicotine gum, but never dropping down to the lower amount. <laughs> uh, and then uh, yeah. vaping became very popular the last few years. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I quit and it was helped by my good buddy fasting. Yeah, you've been fasting like a mofo. Between that and and running, which is something I never thought I would like, but I'm starting to Dip a toe in. I'm down. Da- I mean, it keeps you healthy, healthy, but at what cost? At what cost to dare? But you know what? Um, I'm happy to report I'm down to my college weight. Whoop down whoop. in the, the mid 160s, and that's uh, a good 25 pounds less than the last time I was in New York. So, well, I mean. And I think part of that comes from you're your paying yourself. And I think that's great. Yeah. So it's it's something. I'm going to uh, go rehearse on Thursday for a Shakespeare scene that I'm doing in a little little festival. Oh, that's exciting. When's the festival? Let me uh, write it down. It's June. Hold on. I'll look. It's, it's just like a, a night of scenes kind of thing. It's uh, June 17th. Uh, no, 16th. Oh, my mom's oh, birthday. And my sister's. Oh, look at that. <laughs> so it's like there's there's there is good there's good things happening. I'm glad to be around people I'm around and we've been having a really lovely time and um when we're done recording, I'll give you a digital tour of how the apartment's set up now because Oh, yes, please do. Yeah, cuz the Wi-Fi won't be taking Aha! that and recording. Um No, the uh the office is not what it's going to be yet, in case you couldn't tell by the slight echo. Um, but it's actually pretty good. I was pretty impressed. Yeah, it's with not it. bad. It'll be much better. I'm gonna have like a full. I'm gonna have a full setup that'll be much better. But, um, so it's May. We're into blockbuster season. We're into summer movie season. We're into a time of year where people spend their money and go on trips and do extravagant, fun things for the gram. Um, But what are we going to be doing, Adair? How are we going to make June kick ass? Um, Is the answer we're going to fucking write? (laughs) Yes, we are are going to fucking write. That is correct. Okay. For a second, I was like, well, I think I'm working a pretty steady week next week. It's like, no, wait, that's not the, that's not the answer. Um, yeah, no, I think that's definitely how it's going to go. And uh, I think that I am going to text you annoyingly every day. And 
since I really can't lie to you. Oh, sure you can. Uh, I'm not really good at lying to you, you, no. I don't think you're bad at it. I think you're very adept in the art of deception. I think you just don't want to. Yeah, I think that's accurate. I have no interest. I like that. I'm, I, I like being oh, skilled in the art of deception. at the art of deception. Uh, so, Adair, <sighs> with writing. Tangible, tangible goals. Five days a week? Six days a week? I think five days a week for now, and any other day will feel like a cool. bonus day. For the month of June, five days a week. Five days a week. No limit. It doesn't have to no be one gui- thing. No guidance. It can be poetry. It can be screenplay. It can be something together. It can be something just you. It can be whatever you want. Just as long yes. as you put down at least one sentence you wrote. What if it's someone else's sentence? I just write every, you like look at my my little log and you're like, it says it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. An entire week of June. <laughs> Come and on, Rice. That's and just then lazy. It morphs into all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. God damn it. <laughs> and reader, I married him. Woo! <laughs> yes, so I I I can do five days. I'm gonna say five days, one day a week, I like share something with either you or him. Guys or guys Caitlin. Next to you at movies. Guy, guy who sits next to me while po- mm-hmm. I podcast. I don't know if he can hear me. Make some gesture that you can hear me. Was that a gesture or was that an involuntary blink? <laughs> was an involuntary blink. <laughs> I wonder if I kind of like... <laughs> so, yeah, no, <laughs> that all spring from. I'm going to make once a week, some, I'm going to make someone have to listen to what I'm writing. And I will, I'm going to, no, there's something else. I need to do something else. Does it have to be writing specific or can it be in tandem? Like uh, re- sure, reading it X can be amount either. or watching this much or seeking. Reading's a bad one because I read a lot. Yeah, so. I'm a dare. It's- I'm literate. Ugh. You know what word I really like right now? Imbibe. Ooh, it is a good word. God, it just, it feels good inside Mm me. (laughs) I hated it too. I hated it too. I don't know. I'll think of another one. Uh, I think you should commit yourself to befriending another writer. So I just go to like Maureen Johnson's Twitter and say, Maureen Johnson, will you be my friend every single day? No, I think more like you look up a local writers group or something and try to get involved that way. Oh, no. Okay. I can't. All right. Writers are insufferable. I know, they're the fucking worst. They're the fucking okay, worst, okay. especially when they Here's, take themselves seriously. How about this? Um, someone you already know who's a writer you try to reconnect with. Or develop develop a creative bond outside of what you and I have. That's not saying I don't want to read your shit. What I'm saying is that it takes a village to raise a screenplay. <laughs> hey, Austin. Do it. I hear you're the best writer around. Let's be best friends again. I, I say again because we were best friends for like a hot second. Hold on. I can't do this one-handed apparently. And that's what she said. 
It is. What about you, Dan? Let's hear some goals while I text Austin. I am a less prolific reader. I read a lot of news and articles. That's the articles. Reading the subject of the article doesn't mean you read it. So I don't read then. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I used to voraciously read novels, but I think in the age of streaming, I get up in the morning, have my coffee and read the news for about an hour. Um, I just ask Alexa to tell me what the news bulletins are. Yeah, I really like reading like... um, (laughs) No one found alive. Body found without teeth. (laughs) Alexa, no more national news. Those were all local stories. Jesus. (laughs) Texas is dark. (laughs) God damn it. It's a good thing they got Florida to make them look better. Um... And Alabama. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna read, um, I'm gonna read a novel or two in June. Um, now I'm gonna read two books in June: one a novel, one nonfiction, because I need to Ooh. read this nonfiction book. Um, um, I got, I got so many suggestions for you when it comes to that. I'm looking at my actual bookshelf right now. Mm. Sorry. Well, Big Magic is great. Um, I just finished Jim Henson's biography. Oh, how was that? So lovely, because he's a he was such an interesting guy. But also, it gave me that kind of like that was actually when I called you. I had just been listening to that. It's this idea of he just never thought that if he if he did something and he wanted to do it well and he did it wholeheartedly, he never thought it wouldn't be successful. Like whatever it happened to be. But like it's it's like Steve Jobs, but not the ego. And I like that. He did something really well and beautifully and really interesting. Like he found a voice and he was really intense like in in the message and he never gave up and he never half-assed it. And it's that idea of like, I'm not going to put something out. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it well. And it'll be successful because of that. And I loved that. I wonder what it's like to do something well. Just doing something with intentionality like that and effort and not judging it, just finishing it, producing it to the best of your ability. It kind of already is a success at that point. Like, what more can you ask for? Because like... God, did you just dad me? I don't know. I just like f- critics and audiences, You, who knows? You got to catch lightning in a bottle. But like to just write something to create something, to perform something, to be something, and to do it well in your own estimation. That's success. That's what I want to strive for. Um, The other thing I'm trying to gain mastery of is my own body because I've had a lot of issues with food and alcohol and drugs over the years. And um, I just switch them back and forth. It's like, ah, oh, this is my drinking phase. Ah, oh, this is my eating phase. Ah, oh, this is my smoking and weed and whatever else. Which is normally actually <laughs> precedes your eating phase. Yeah, right. But like, I don't need to do those things to numb the pain or hide from the anxiety. Like, I can, 
I have the tools. So um, I'm going to be doing a very specific workout regimen and uh, routine for awesome. the month of June. And I'm slowly building myself up to that. So I'm ready to start. That's impressive. I'm very proud of you. That explains why sometimes when I call you, you're like, I just did my 50 push-ups. Just did my 50 set. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it in my panda planner. Like, it's one of my items every day in my panda planners, 50 set. And yoga. I've been doing a lot of yoga, and that has been really a godsend. I should start back up with that. Holy shit. Because um, my back. Yoga, yoga with Adrian. It's a YouTube channel. Just hop on there. She's got about 6 million subscribers, and she's fabulous. Why, why isn't it just, yo, Adrian? <laughs> it's like the gut is silent. Uh, I thought it was funny. I laughed. Um, I know, like, I, but I'm, I'm just, you know, self-conscious about my jokes. Um, so I, ha- I just came up with another goal while you were talking, though, because you were like inspiring me with your words and stuff. Um, That's my goal. I think we should write this first scene of our show. Mm. Mm. I think we should have like uh, a, a meeting of the minds similar to this. Maybe a little less talk about Star Wars. Actually, no, more talk about Star Wars. And then we do. Th- and then we like discuss what we want to do. And we sort of oh, and we can create the outline of how it's going to go. And, and it can be like a short scene, but it, it's going to be the scene that sets up the show. And I think we should do it. I think we should finish it. I like it. Yay! And maybe when we come back at the end of the summer, we could actually, like, read some scenes. You shut up. You shut your face. Okay. I do love when you whistle when you're angry. Because you remind me of, what is it, uh, Beaver in Winnie the Pooh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can never make myself do it. It only happens. It's so impressive, though, when you do it. I hear it, it, but it's like when you get really mad at Austin, you do it. Yeah, it just happens when I raise my voice and. Is there just like a picture of Austin up there? Because whenever you're God like thinking. God damn it, uh, sh- <laughs> See, I can't. We should get. We should do like a portrait of him. Well, I have him the nudes like... he gave me, but I don't feel like tacking up boudoir photos is really what you're supposed to do with them. Oh man, I need someone to like cartoon a, a picture of Austin. Oh man, I need to do have someone do like you and Austin as like crystal gems. <sighs> Your pearl. Yeah. Um, Austin's amethyst. <laughs> or bismuth, because I think he once made a power bottom joke about bismuth. <laughs> uh, uh, I think I'd have Austin be amethyst and Clark be bismuth. Really? I'd have Clark be lion. <laughs> That's perfect. But here's a question. Did you write something for us? To start off this month of writing, this to to close that month of transitions. Yeah, we can just depa- say depressing suck fest. We can say that too, right? I couldn't find my dog for a while. I could hear her though. She's in the nook. All right, this is a this is a poem called Elbow Room. Mm. That I wrote on the train, inspired by a real event. Kindly fuck off. Kindly as the drummer giving an Afro-Cuban crash course with a smile and a moose call. Off 
to a home where you are loved with green velvet curtains and warm food in all seasons. Fucking the bridge and tunnel tumors out of your chambers. I really liked that. Now mic drop. I'm not gonna... I love that. You're getting back into the... Uh... Riding on the train thing? Yeah. Riding on the train. The the commuter woes. I've always loved your commuter poetry. Ah, oh, damn, you should do a chat book just about commuting and, like, maybe do stories of people. This motherfucking Ma- kid elbowed me in my elbow today. He was manspreading like a bitch. I got something out of my bag and brushed him with my arm and said, sorry. And then he looks at me and looks at me and looks at me and then elbows me like a strike into my elbow and we both have headphones on so I can't hear what he said but he's just like and I just looked at him and all the Montana drained from my face and I just went I said I was sorry and just turned back forward and was like and then I pulled out my phone and wrote that poem I like it I like it I like the story yeah, he was. And I'm creating an idea for you right now of poetry you can write. So yeah, I'm gonna send it to you. I see it in lights. I can't do it because I don't live in New York, though. The people in the dart say sorry, y'all, all the time. <laughs> no one cares. I think I'll call it the Ralph Av Rhapsody. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. How's about you, Adair? Did you write something? Yeah, but I don't know what it is. I, I think I know what it is. It's words. What is it? They're words. It's Adair. words. You know how words work. Someone Use was them. saying, oh, God, someone was talking to me earlier uh, yesterday, I think, and they were like, uh, oh, God, I can't even remember the statement, but it was something along the lines of like, and sometimes uh, you think words are, uh, oh, no, and sometimes you say letters. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, isn't that what we're always saying <laughs> is we're saying letters. I think I need to write a poem about saying letters. Um, it's a very cool visual, very Dr. Seuss in my head. Um, so I don't really know what this is. I started writing and I'm not sure if it's a poem or it's just me being angry, <laughs> but I wrote it and we'll see, I suppose. I'm probably going to use poet voice though because <clears throat> poet voice hasn't come out to play in a while. And she's fun. So this is called Metamorphosis. I envy the confidence of the Lepidotera. How does a caterpillar trust in its ability to become a butterfly? Is faith hatched alongside it, or am I confusing beliefs with a desperate uh, with a desperation to survive? If it's lucky enough to not be crushed or devoured, how does it know its time has come? It would be beautiful to fly. A feat achieved, an evolution mastered, an inherent calling, something worth living for. There's no calling for my body to metamorphosize into a truest self. If I was tasked to evolve from a chrysalis, I would fail. Ever excited, moving my body intensely as I always do, a fidget would create a fatal hole or perhaps would detach me from the safety of my branch. I envy the confidence. Tasked with something I could never accomplish. Puberty was never a calling. 
only creating five questions to each answer. Our parents pretended with their answers, but they were as lost as we are as we offer the questions they don't know to ask. I would like to thank my dog for giving a beat behind this. I think it really added something. I like to think that it was just the snaps coming in in the coffee shop. Yeah. No, that's kind of what I was thinking, but I was like, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. I love that. It feels like um, becoming, Hmm. which is such a process. I find it, I find that I'm finding this more and more. You look at old pictures and you can clearly recognize that these are you or people you know or people you love, but like, Looking at you right now in this video chat and looking at myself down in the lower corner, I feel like we really look like ourselves, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like, just at this age, with these hairstyles and these outfits and this level of tan and facial hair and weight and eye color and everything, like, just exactly as we are in these moments, I just feel like that's you. This is me. We've removed ourselves from situations that we didn't want to be in and people that weren't good for us. And, you know, we've lost good things along the way and been through heartache. But I just think when I look back as a 90-year-old man, I'm going to look at a picture of myself when I was 30 and think that is how I still see myself because I don't see myself like Mm -hmm. I did when I was 15 or whatever. It feels like this is going to last. And I feel like you very much look yourself as you're reading that poem, which I think is something very nice to to witness. It's a a pleasure to witness you being yourself. I love that. You can't, we can't beat that. That was so beautiful. Well, we will be writing and working hard. And, you know, maybe we'll see some movies. Maybe we won't. This podcast is what we need it to be. So, yeah. Full disclosure. We did, we did need that. I saw Detective Pikachu's. Yeah. Talk about transitions. We should just transition right through that. I need full-time employment before I indulge in such dalliances as paying to see a movie in theaters. Well, I have that, I have that AMC A-list. That's fair. Three, mo- three movies a week. So it'll stay on the budget for now. Well. For now. Well, I'll keep writing if you keep writing. Uh, yeah, sure. It's cool. I think Austin wants to be my best friend, so uh, I'll keep in touch regarding this. Cool. Well, why don't we end this and I'll give you two of our apartment. Yay, let's do it. Bye, y'all. Bye. A Secret Weapon Production.